Hello everyone, welcome to the Jock and Journo show for another week. I'm Jay Clark from their Herald Suns, Scotty Pendlebury, captain of the Collingwood Football Club and all-round good guy, the man of the people, Braden Cox. It's good to see you fellas. Wasn't it a beautiful morning this morning? The weather turns, it gets a bit warmer, you can smell the cut grass. Spring carnival's just around the corner, Scotty. <laughs> the finals are, it's an exciting time just when the weather uh, changes, mate. How are you? How are you doing? I'm very well. I had a big weekend for me. I spent, I reckon... Oh, on the close to ten oh, on the turps. I reckon I spent close to ten hours in a box on the weekend. Eddie had coaches coach the VFL midfield and then finished that game straight up to the box again for the AFL game. Finished that home by about eleven. Wake up the next day, had to catch up with my not had to, but had to catch up with my family because <laughs> of my younger brother's birthday. Had a quick breakfast with those guys. Then back to the G for Richmond Hawthorne yes. to do that. Special comments with Channel 7. We're going to talk about that. We will. How did you go? So well, so I spent another three hours there. Yep. My eyes were fried yep. Sunday night when I got home. Yep. Wow, it's, a, it's a big weekend. It was. And two, we, co- two, wins, like... two wins from the coach's box. Yeah, well, we haven't too. lost yet since I've been in the coach's Super box. Super coach. Something in it, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> How did you go in the commentary box, mate? So you sat next to Hamish McLaughlin. This is your big no, commentary. Well, I sat next to Lee. Yeah, Lee, um, Lee Matthews. Yeah, so I went BT, Hamish, Lee, me. Yes. I was right in the corner. Had trouble seeing the <laughs> forward pocket at one end because I was that far to the right. Yep. Um, now that suggests that you're the littlest dog in that combination. Yeah. Oh, and happy this to be the littlest dog. I was the pup. Um how I went. Do you have a few butterflies, mate? In the tunnel? I was nervous. I said to the guys, because yep. they asked me, they said at the start, they said, you don't do much media work. You're not like a notorious media person. So what made you want to do it? And I said, it's just something I've wanted to try, yep. this Channel 7 stuff, but I've never been in the position where you know I'm not playing footy and I'm not willing to do the media and sacrifice preparation or recovery for footy. So, yep. so it's a good chance to do it. And I just said to him, I said, I'm bloody nervous. So like, I'm more nervous sitting here. Mm-hmm before this and I would be ever before playing a game, before yep. playing a grand final. They found that incredibly surprising. They're just like, why? You're just talking footy in yep. front of a camera. And I just said, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable with that camera. That's a metre away, just in light. my face. Mm. Broadcasting um, to the nation. You come up with a couple of gems, mate. Some tactical um, insights into uh, Richmond and Hawthorne. Are you happy bit. with your performance? Um, no, I wouldn't be happy with it because of the first one. I think I could improve. <laughs> Given another opportunity, mate, if I get it. It's sort of like... Your first back. senior game, isn't it? You yep. really hope for another go. So, um, no, but I did enjoy it. It was uh, it was a good game to do. Richmond and Hawthorne. I hadn't watched much of Richmond this year, and yep. obviously, I'm a you know big believer in the way Hawthorne play, and um, so I was obviously I thought Hawthorne would get up, and they sort of got smacked early, and that quarter time margin ended up being the final result. Well, Richmond is the talk of <laughs> Melbourne at the moment. Uh, massive game against Shillong uh, coming up. and uh, John maybe don't even have a team. Top two or top four berth. Like no four. Hawkins. Yeah, no Selwood, no Duncan. No Duncan. No Menzel, no Motlop. Unless they come back they in. They might come back in. Okay. Uh, but how did he, Coco, how did he go on the commentary box? Did you score his, uh, score his performance? I was watching and he's got... I don't know who to compare him to because you always make sporting uh, comparisons. It's probably a bit of the Daisy Daisy Pierces about him, a bit of the maybe the Lingies, a bit of the Richos. Doesn't have his oh boy wowies down yet, but uh, he'll get oh, there. That's that's not my role. <laughs> oh boy wowies, I don't think. You just got to jump in over the top. Oh, what you, I, what I found really hard to do mm. is you get like ten seconds to talk, and I thought that ten seconds would go lightning fast, but for me, that's like an eternity. Yep. 
Um, Spend some time. It was funny because Friday night, speaking to the guy at Channel 7, Glenn, who helped me out a fair bit, yep. said, like, watch Lingy. And when Lingy speaks, that's sort of similar opportunities to you. Yep. And, like, Lingy speaks, like, all the time. Yep. So I'm thinking, I'm going to have to speak heaps here. <laughs> but he, like, speaks over 10 seconds. So I was really, really nervous not to – because if I speak more than 10 seconds, then I'm eating into, like, Hamish and Brian's call. Yeah, or don't, which you don't want BT's to, time. Yeah, which you don't want to do. And BT's very efficient in there. Um yeah, so I really enjoyed it, and the guys were great. Like the BT, Lee, Hamish, like looked after me. They could tell it was my first game, mm. so they really looked after me. Put their arm around you. Can be a ruthless uh, man, uh, BT. Um, welcome so, me into the Channel Seven family. Yes, well, Lovely. well done, Scotty. You'll be back there, I'm sure. And welcome to the media. You now, when you say media, I think it's a bit of a we thing. Now you're you're part of the yeah, the, the media the media family. So uh, I look forward my to media accreditation. <laughs> and we look forward to your support of the media over the uh, next little bit. Hey, Richmond, tell me about them because the Tiger Army are excited, uh, mate. I know preseason you made a very strong call that Dustin Martin should play midfield forward rather than midfield defence which, which he's done and he's uh, currently the best player in the competition or at least the Brownlow medal oh boy, wowee. a medal favourite <laughs> um, can they do it They've done it unconventionally because... How so? Well, they've got Jack Rewalt, who hasn't been playing, but he's... Great but, to hear from a media perspective. <laughs> Shut Here up. we go. <laughs> the main banana down forward, Analyzing. but otherwise, it's the small forward, high-pressure setup in the attacking 50, and they went instinctive and fast through the corridor, Scotty. So does this brand of footy stack up in September? Well, I actually don't... Not to discredit your views, but I don't think that is their brand of football. What is you're their implying... Brand? That they're a high-scoring, high-paced offense. They only scored eighty-seven points. No, no, no. On I'm the not weekend. saying they're high score. I'm just saying when when they get it inside fifty, the pressure gauge goes through the roof, and that's it, how they it score. Does. It that's does, how they generate their scores. Um, it's not. They're not a high-scoring side though. They scored eighty-seven points on the weekend from fifty-something entries. Mm. So they're not in that scenario. They're not very efficient going inside fifty. What they are, they're incredibly hard to score against. So you so think like their defense Rance, is a Asprey, it's like the Great Wall of China. Mm. Like you actually like watch there on the weekend, you just can't get through. Like Rance had Taylor Dray playing on him on the weekend, and it's like he had no one on him. He just completely ignored him. It's like I'll, I'll back my ability to read the play better than what you are. Mm. And he just they were Hawthorne were on like two goals halfway through the third quarter. They yeah. kicked two goals for a game. Um, so how do they orchestrate that defence? Well, I think Rance just sits in. He's like the goalkeeper. Yeah. So he's the last line. He sits in behind. Reads it. If you're on Rance and you get up too high, he'll just let you go. He'll let you go get the ball because he's just like, I'm not letting you score though. So if you go up the ground and get it, you're going to have to kick it back to where I'm going to be. Um, and then the thing that I do like about him is when they win it back, they're, they're very direct. Like on the weekend, their handball game through the middle of the ground, like three, four, four handballs and they're out. They play often with – on the weekend they did it again where they play with that Resting mid, like deep forward, mm. so it really strings out your team defense. You picked that in the preseason. Yeah, they did it twice, and we just found it like watching it because I was in the box watching that one as well. Just found it, you know, something that I hadn't seen before, like mm. a side really. And I really like that role. I think it's so a midfielder just, who just plays. Per, yeah, or just there's just always sort of one person. So on the weekend, there's a stoppage at Richmond's halfback flank, mm. and Dustin Martin's inside fifty. It's like because if we win the ball, we get a little chain of possession going here. Kick it to me one on one. No, there was no help there or anything. So. Um, I think it's a really smart role that they use there, and it gives their. And if they don't win it, it just means Dustin Martin gets a bit of a spell for a bit. They're happy to play seventeen on seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think their defence is the reason why 
their defence, their pressure is the reason why they're such a good side. Top four side. And, yeah, and I think that will take them a long way because that stands up in finals. So it's not, yeah, it's not about their attack. It's about how well they defend, how well they pressure. Because a lot of the time on the weekend, Hawthorne actually had the footy mm. and Richmond forced turnovers. And they didn't get score again, but they forced Hawthorne to fumble, to miss handballs, to put them under pressure. So when they did go forward, it was a hack kick and Rance mopped up or Asprey or whoever it was down there. So, yeah, they're, they're playing a really good brand of footy and um, it reeks of Blake Carousella yes. all over it. We're going to get to the assistant coaches at Gold Coast in a second. <clears throat> um, I did the AFL predictor. Like, um, What's that? You pick all the results for the next three rounds. and then oh, You've been doing that since round one. Shut up, mate. Um, and it ca- I, I then did the finals matchups and I came up with a... Uh, so who won? A Sid- who wins I'm trying to tell you, mate. Sorry. Sydney Adelaide preliminary final and a Geelong Richmond preliminary final. That's the way I had it. That's Guild Stadium? No, the MCG. So, so Richmond get the... Home final. And Geelong finish. Well, no, if Geelong play Richmond in prelim, it's in the G. It's not at Simmons. Oh, okay. So I've got them going to the prelim and, and possibly further. How far do you think Richmond can go? Given that this is the way this is the way they play and they've been pretty consistent. Uh I think they can win it. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. weaknesses there? Any um, chinks in the armor? No, well their their chinks in the armor aren't ones that are massive that are gonna cost them. Like it's not like they leak defensively and um, you know, they've got to get the right matchup through finals to be able to hold up. Like, they're going to hold up defensively, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the one side that I'd be nervous for them is probably Sydney because Franklin Rance matchup. Yep. I think Franklin's a guy that potentially could do a bit of damage there. And Rance has played on him plenty of times, but that's probably the one guy that Rance respects a bit more than everyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that everything they do on the weekend was really good. They pressure well, they defend really well, stands up in. Finals footy when the pressure goes up again, yeah. it's only going to play into their strengths. So I wouldn't be surprised if they win it. Uh, Grimes and Asprey, we'll leave this in a second, but Grimes and Asprey, two of the most underrated players in the comp. I love those guys yeah, as defenders. Very good defenders. Just well, honest. Roll the they? sleeves up. Grimes is very good because he plays on small or tall. How hard is it to beat that bloke in a, in a one-on-one? Yeah. If, does he win all the 50-50s? It reminds me of um, my old teammate, Alan Toovey. Twos. Yeah. Little possumise. Just gets the job done. No matter who he plays on, gets it done. Um, the other team I want to quickly ask you about is Melbourne. So the wheels have fallen off a little bit. They got belted by GWS. So when I did the predictor, I had them winning their final three games and then they won't. making the finals. And Round you, 23. They yeah, won't once win. against Collingwood. They won't win against What's us. What's that mean? Once against Collingwood. So. Oh, yeah. We're still live dogs, <laughs> forgot, by the way, too. Forgot about that. You're out of it, Scotty. No, we're not. We're two no. and a half games out. No, we've entertained that prospect for long enough. Don't slip up because hey, we're ready. One, we've been talking about this a little bit throughout the season, the value of a ruckman and the importance of a of a ruckman. And I just want to quickly uh, touch on Max Gorn. So we all know Max Gorn. He's a, probably the best ruckman in the league. He's an absolute star. But when he went out of the team, Melbourne's clearance uh, success and scores from clearances – um, I think was ranked fourth in the competition. That's without gone. So their midfield was firing. Since he has come back into the Melbourne team, they've dropped to like 16th. So Drop gone. Well, it's it seems ridiculous, and you wouldn't do that, but it just sort of shows... Drop him. Drop Max yeah. gone. Why not? Well, Are you there to win, or...? Well, surely he, he's, he's going to... 
This is just me asking questions yeah. to you. But well, I remember you? Luke Beveridge saying last year, he, he, you know, he sort of said in a press conference, like, well, you know what I think about the position of a ruckman. He just to- like totally doesn't rate it. No, he doesn't rate it. Exactly. And so I'm just wondering, we mentioned this earlier, you know, is a midfield's more successful when they can just bank on the other ruckman winning the tap and focus solely on that rather than you know, trying to read their own guy plus compensate for them in losing their tap. Like, it's just an interesting situation at the minute. Yeah, I think with rucks, the biggest impact they can have is around the ground, not actually out the clearances. Because, like, when you play against Melbourne and Gorn's rucking, you're all working off what he's going to do. So, yeah. Melbourne have got the up, upper hand in that regard, but you're all, there's you're under everyone attack. around there is yeah. reading him and hunting. You're all hunting Melbourne because they're the one that's going to move first to try and get the clearance. And for a while when he wasn't playing, I'm assuming that all the Melbourne mids were just getting on their opponents, making it you know, a real you know, scrap around the ball, high pressure. If we get a clearance, great. And without knowing it, a byproduct probably was scoring. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The easy thing you could do, I suppose, with Gorn is say, let's put away all the tricks, all those fancy hits, yep. and let's just Back put it basics. right in front. And it's going to go there 99% of the time. Everyone's going to know it, and we're just going to embrace the fight. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's clear when he plays, probably one of the more dominant ruckmen in the comp dominates the hitouts, but it doesn't always correlate. Mm. So, and that's not his fault too. Like he only all he can do is put the ball where he's told. Midfielders aren't getting there. But as I said, if we when we play Melbourne in round twenty three, and you know that he's going to win his fair share. You know, if there's a hundred hitouts, he's probably going to win sixty. So you just got to get into his hit zones. And you do. You do all the scout work. You know that Viney's going to be the go-to or Jones majority of the time. And yep. You're basically operating as taggers in the midfield mm. at stoppages until you can get the ball. The um, They've got the wood over you. Uh, Who? The D's. They've beaten us, I think, the last three times, Four times, it? I think, Scotty. Four times. Yep. Yeah. Hey, um, speaking of Melbourne, there's an interesting situation or discussion that's bobbed up uh, over the last two weeks about um, players meeting with... Um, Rival teams. Well, it didn't happen, mate. Jake Lever come out what? Yeah. and said it didn't happen. So it didn't happen. Why would he say that? Like, well, it didn't happen. That's why he said he it. He just boxes himself in. Yeah. If Okay, if it didn't, yeah. He just said it didn't happen. Absolutely so. certain um, it happened. But So, yeah, I think Jake Lever's met with Melbourne. He denied well, that last night. Do you think there's night. anything wrong with it? No, this is my point. I think it's okay. Can't we all be big boys about this, Scott? Like, he, he is the fact come that he's now. met with big Melbourne. Big boys about this. Well... I think the game. We're games... moving towards non-contact football, and we want to be big boys about it. <laughs> We're going to get to the tackle in a second. I just think that we can be professional enough. Um, he's clearly making a decision on his future, and he can't make an informed decision unless he considers all the information and all his options. So I reckon, just as a game, we can say, "Well, yes, you are allowed to talk to whoever, you know, as you as you weigh up your decision, as long as it doesn't affect your performance on the field, which I don't think which it, it would. It hasn't. Well, he's been he's played career best football this year. He's a star. Yeah. So I just think we accept it and um, and move on. Like, do you think? Do you think we'd ever go down the NRL path where you announce, like he announced at the start of the year that at the end of the year I'll be leaving Adelaide to go to such and such? Yeah, maybe he doesn't need to make that uh, public commitment, and certainly the AFL doesn't want him to. But I just think we can, like, this happens all the time. All the time. Yeah, I know it does. It just doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what happened in the Lenjong situation? He got sprung. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just went huge and then... That's probably why. How would you feel as a teammate if you found out that one of your other teammates... Good question, Coco. Um, That's your best question. No, well, I think, as Jay said, don't ask me. you do, like, you know that it happens. So, um, and it's just the player doing his research. Mm. Like, just... 
talking here, but if I was to leave Collingwood, yep. I'm not just going to make a decision on what I see from afar. You'd want to go meet key officials, key personnel. Exactly. And have a chat about where do you see me? Decision. Exactly. How would I fit into your side? What role do you see me playing? That would have feedback for you. You can't just go, oh, from afar, I think I would fit into this team and I would just play there. Exactly. Then you get there and it's like, mate, you're playing here. But the playing group's a fairly tight-knit group. If you found out that... Yeah, they are, but when people, in the mid- when people leave and you get a new player in, you just embrace again. Every year is a new year. Yeah. So a new group, you catch up, you try and solidify those bonds. But, so, if, you, but if you found out and then they didn't leave, so Len Jung's still at the Bulldogs... Mm-hmm. Uh, fine because he's weighed up that he's the best thing for his career is to stay I think people feel, like we talk about so much it's a business it's a business and then we just then we choose stalk. to ignore it like you wouldn't leave your job and just quit and then be like I'm just going to go to age next week you'd want to make sure you've got a job lined up you would and then you'd go yep so it just makes sense I can come here and clean up and order coffees for you boys I guess I could do that the thing um, Paul Roos said that he wouldn't play a player if he knew he was going now I found, I found that extraordinary I I got a lot of respect for Rusey, yeah. but I couldn't believe that. I just, I would, uh, you reckon Danger didn't know he was going to Geelong? You reckon Buddy didn't know he was going to Sydney? Like nobody knew Buddy was going to Sydney. Oh, but he yeah, knew yeah, he, he knew he was yeah. leaving, right? No, I'd, I, yeah. If, if, if I was a coach and a player come to me and said I'm leaving at the end of the year, what would you do? Play him. Exactly. Why, would I, why would I punish the 21 other guys? Well, it depends on who they are, obviously. But like, why would you want to put? A development and growth into a player that you know isn't going to be there if they're going to win a flag, Coco. Because you, like you don't want to mess up your culture and hand out games to people who don't deserve it. Yeah, I just think that we'll grow put up. Big boy pants on soon. The grow game up. can grow up. Do you want to talk about the tackle now? You've been agitating about this for <laughs> two days now. No. Well, what do you think about the tackle? I think it was a great. I think we have to protect players' heads. This yeah. is a good result for you, Scotty, yeah. because you play in the clinches, right? I know. And but you've if you got a protect- young, you got a young son, and you want to have all your marbles yeah. when at his eighteenth birthday, right? And the fact is that potentially players who keep getting smashed in the head. Maybe not. The research from the US, which came out, I think, two weeks ago, is extremely worrying for people, athletes like yourself. So, so I think the game has to do everything right now to yeah. protect players and prevent so players from being slammed in the ground. Yeah. So do we not tackle to ground anymore? That's right, mate. Change that, your technique. Yeah. So don't tackle to ground anymore. Don't tackle to ground. Yep. You can, you can tackle me... I can, no, you can tackle me right now in a way that do doesn't it. slam my head into the ground. Yeah, but... Right? Easily. But then... Like, I'll tackle you and you'll just get rid of the ball all the time. And then, like, what's the point of tackling? No, we'll stand up for a second. We're no. going to act, act no. this out. Stand, just stand up for a second, right? Don't, don't stuff with his finger. Don't injure yourself, right? But you, if you wrap your arms around... This is going to get... Wrap uh, your arms uh, around you. It's I worth weeks. You, you could wrap your arms around <laughs> me right now. I can't. This hasn't worked. Arms aren't that, arms aren't that <laughs> Oh, long. he stood up too. That's... No, I know what you're saying. But, so... Let's not we, pretend. We're basing it... So, I know, like, there's... So, Brody for me, Dangerfield... All those guys, they, if Ben Brown had have landed better, yes, and wasn't concussed, that yes. tackle's fine. Correct. That doesn't. I don't. How can you ever, as a player, know what's going to happen? Well, and like, like the, well, it's the about thing in, momentum and yeah, gravity. But the th- yeah, I know, and no, slow angle. my re- and slow my replay because, like, it was called careless, wasn't it? Yep. Well, I've not ever cared for a player when I've tackled them. And that's why you have to get your head around the change. Yeah, and I find like oh, we will we'll adapt, but I find it st- like yeah, it's so hard to think that like it's careless. It's 
Like it is careless. Like if I'm going yeah. to tackle you, I'm tackling you to yeah. dispossess you, to put you to ground. And if you want to fight back and try and resist my tackle, I'm trying harder. Yeah. And what happens then when I try harder and I finally get you, yeah. I'm using 100% of my force to get you down. Yep. And but then the moment you, you concede, stay- like – then it's 100% versus 0%. Don't you want to stay on your feet though anyway? I thought yeah, you tried to. Like Ben Brown tried to stay on his feet and then Brody really let the hammer down and was like, no, nah, I'm taking you to ground. And then once Ben Brown conceded, it was like a bang. But he tried to keep his feet. He, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't as strong as what Brody was. Well, I think what about your example that you just said about your getting to the 18th birthday? What if, what if you tackled him and, he, and Ben Brown broke his leg? What, how do you... That's a result. Yeah, that's like an injury. And then he, then he can't walk so for his, his 18th birthday. No, your head is so much different, Cocker. Yeah, but... It's a naive comment, mate. Well, like, what about Swanee? Swanee had to retire from a foot yeah. injury. Yeah, yeah. They I, said it was like a car crash. And there's some risk is okay, just so unavoidable. Then, so the head is sacrosanct. You should be cheering yes, for this, Yes, I am mate. then. So I'm just saying, though, if we're going to do it, you've got to do it the whole way, agree? If we're going to look after the head, do yep. it. Hanger's gone. Yeah. You can't need someone in the back of the you can get kneed in the back of the head. The risk is negligible in the hangar front. doesn't happen that often. No, but you either just tackling. We had 100 tackles on the weekend and only two people got concussed from it or hurt from it. Jeremy Howe takes more than two hangers okay. a week. So okay. if you hang Who was the you... last player to be concussed in a hangar? Neville Jetta got me pretty good <laughs> two years ago. It hasn't happened. doesn't happen. I was still thinking but it doesn't if happen it does, we've got, to be, we've got to be wearing the forefront of the game here, Jay. Dream, no. Either the players have to wear. Far. Bridge too far. Or then players have to wear helmets. Yeah, I'm gonna be happy with that. We all can wear helmets from now on, and we'll just have our names on the back of the jersey, so people can identify who's who. Mm-hmm. Good change. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, well, if we're going, if you want to take it serious, yeah. If you're going to go down this path and protect the head, we should all be wearing like an NFL. They all wear if, helmets. What if that was the rule? Would you be happy with that? I'd wear it. Yeah. The issue is they're not I'm sure that helmet how much they protect you helmet. So then, do we just we just don't I'm not play. taking the PIWS here? <laughs> but then, do we make it? Like Gaelic, where if you tackle and take someone to ground, yep. it's a free kick. So there's no ground tackling anymore. But then we just become really strict with holding the ball. That we don't actually give interpretation of um, yeah, the- prior opportunity. If you've got the ball and it, it is not disposed of, no matter what, it's a free kick against. So yep. if the ball just comes out, it's holding the ball. I'd be happy with that. So that, would, that would get rid of the congestion. So there's quicker whistles on it. So then therefore the tackles don't linger as long. Yeah, And then... It just happens quicker. So if you've got the ball and I'm on your team and you handball a high ball to me, as soon as I grab it, I get hit in a tackle and a ball spills out, that's holding the ball. That's not prior. Like I didn't have prior opportunity, but our team had prior opportunity. Yeah. It's got to be gone straight away. Possibly. Because then that protects. You know how they say like fight through the tackle, give you an opportunity to get out? Yes. That leads. Quicker whistles on on holding the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Because if if you don't, because it leads, then it becomes a test of strength. If you're tackling me, I'm trying to get it out. I'm trying to get rid of you. I'm trying to shrug that. And then if he gets me and I concede, as I said, he's got all his force then trying to take me down and bang. Good point. Yeah. I just think if if the players change their tackling technique, not to topple them over in the top half of their body, then their heads won't hit the ground first. Just go for the hips. And that may mean that you can't pin the arms as successfully. But guess what? Stiff shit. But are you trying to roll them in the tackle anyway? So You're trying to dispossess them. But you're trying to roll not to get in their back. But does that... Yeah. Make it more likely you're going to get their head. Yeah, well, Paul Roos Paul said that he would never instruct his players to go to ground the tackle anyway because he wanted them to stay on their feet. So Melbourne players have been taught for the past three years not to go to ground the tackle anyway. I reckon that's not a bad... Yeah, it's probably not a bad one then. Probably not a bad but, mantra. On your Roosie. Yeah. I don't Roosie. Hey, um, <laughs> twice he's popped up. Um, Mentor. 
hey, let's talk about the uh, Gold Coast, <laughs> the Gold Coast situation. So Rocket's gone. I think we all knew very early that he was in trouble. But this is so much a broader conversation than Rocket Eid. Like, I've been so disappointed. No club in the AFL over the past seven years has been more disappointing for mine than Gold Coast because their environment um, and their resources and their facilities have been poor. You could question They're how well... they yeah, facilities. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, facility seven years. Brand yeah. new. Yeah, well done, boys. Um, now And now we've got this, you know, so Prestia, Bunnell, um uh, Jay Gramira uh, left. It's been a revolving door. Rocket went up there. Um, I think he said that it was a shit sandwich from the start, um, which was correct. Or Sounds he got like to- he yeah, got told it he got told it was a shit sandwich or whatever. He yeah. has a sharp tongue, Rocket. If you've yeah. ever been on the end of a break Rocket worked here for a year. So he copped, yeah, he's copped a few back massages. He really gets the claws in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. But um, I just think this whole footy club now has just got to stand up because um, they're becoming irrelevant. The Gold Coast Suns are becoming irrelevant. And unless we see meaningful change under a new coach next year, um, well, they can't lose maybe Gary they just Ablett shut then. the joint up. Pardon? They can't lose Gary Ablett then. Mate, he th- he's absolutely gone and he's probably item 1A. Captain's jump ship. Well, he doesn't want to be there, Scott. That's clear. You can't well, then keep a you, player. Yeah, but if they're going to trade him, they're going to have to get good compensation for him because you What's can't... What's fair? Well, where does he rank in the comp now? He's still one of the games better midfielders. Changed. Games yeah, changed. his game's changed. But he's still one of the better midfielders in the comp. Still one of the better midfielders. So you can't... Geelong let, seems a forward. You can't let him go for nothing, what I'm saying, because the Gold Coast can't afford to get nothing for him. Yeah, second round pick. But what, I wouldn't do that. If what I would you, say, what would you say? What is I'd he rather worth? have Gary Ablett for two more years. He's not, go man, he's going to retire, and he'll go to Geelong on the rookie list the year after. Yeah, I'd let him retire then. If I was, if I was at the Gold Coast, I'd be putting all my eggs in the Tom Lynch basket first. That's a good question. Happened to write that story during the week, Scott. Um, Did you? I would make sure that he's staying. You talk about the future. Yep. He has to stay. Well, I'll tell you what is the lay of the land there. Tom Lynch is not going to sign early next year yeah. because he wants to see the direction of this football club. Well, he's 25 now, is he? Seven seasons, not one final. Yeah. It's hardly a fruitful footy career. You'd want a flag by then, Scotty. I had. So <clears throat> this is a, And this is a right call from him. He wants oh, to see this club yeah, stand yeah. up. Yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise... Similar to what Dusty Martin did this year at Richmond. It's worked out well for him. Yeah. And playing good footy, and he yeah. can handle it. Yeah, yeah. I think Tommy, Tommy Lynch, Lynch can will handle it because it's in Gold Coast. He's not going to be getting smashed with press. Every Victorian club in the competition. Every club. Every club in the competition. Can you hear this? That's knocking on Tommy Lynch's door. Tommy, That's, are you there, mate? That's Jay knocking on yeah. our desk. It's not actually the door. <laughs> We're keen, and he could command one point five million dollars on the open market. The interesting question there is. Can but it? if he wants to win a flag, why would he go and then destroy a club salary cap by asking for 1.5? That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is 1.5 too yes. much? If you want to go and win a flag, it's too much. Boyd did it on a million. Buddy's... He's coming back, isn't he, every year? Yeah, and that's been less. Yeah. Like Buddy's, I think, 1.2, 1.3 this year, something like that. So it could be too much. I think yeah. Hawthorne don't pay any of their players more than $700,000. I don't reckon Geelong did either. Thereabouts, yeah. like Bartel, Johnson, Chapman, they got unders for their whole career. Yeah. So... Um, that is an interesting balance. How do you rate Tom Lynch? He's what, oh. He'd be perfect for Collingwood. Yeah, he'd be perfect for any club because you just make it work. Yeah, he's a gun. He's an absolute star. Yeah. Sorrento boy, isn't he? Sorrento yeah, boy. He is. 
Eddie's got a house the, down in Sorrento. Who has the background, Cocker? This is the pitch. Eddie's, Eddie's got a house down in Sorrento. Ports UI. Does he? Tommy, we are big fans of yours. Tommy, ring the, in if you want, mate. Yeah, you can come on anytime. <laughs> yeah. He's out for the rest of the season. Now, the other one is Charlie Cameron, uh, who is... Your boy. That's right. He, he is. your boy. Um, can you believe that Adelaide could lose Lever, potentially McGovern, and now Charlie Cameron? He's got family ties in Brisbane. Um, may the Lions are happy to offer up a draft pick, say, in the 15 to 20 range um, to get this guy. The only issue is he can be scintillating and damaging and be a match winner one week and then be not very influential the next week. So there isn't that consistency in his game yeah. yet. He's more, he's more a potential player than a player yep. at the moment. In fairness. Yeah, but he's a match so, winner. Oh, mate, he's so good to watch It'd play. And he's black dangerous. And white. It would take him if he wants to come to Melbourne. I said that three years ago. But, well, yeah, yeah his, his potential is really good, though. And yeah. he's like, how old is he? 22? 22. 22. Amazing. So yeah, that's like any other player at 22. You haven't hit your peak yet. Yeah. So, it's um, yeah, if Brisbane can get him, they'd certainly want to. You mentioned uh, Blake Carousella. I did. Before. Yeah. Was that while the podcast was on or was that before the podcast? No, that was why. I can't remember. So it reeked Blake Carousella. <laughs> That's Richmond. right. Um, well, who do you think? Because we often get criticised in the media because we say like, oh, he should get, he's the favourite for the job. He should get it. But we don't actually exist in the coach's box. So it's always a yeah. uh, funny dynamic there. Who do you think? Who would stands out, stands out to you? As, as, as Gold Coast next coach, excuse me. Um, well, if you could have like pick... Lay of the land. Pick of the board. Pick of the board. I think Brett Ratton. Would mm. you not? Because of the experience? He's had senior experience at Carlton. Did a really good job at Carlton too. And then, what, did he have one poor season? Like his seventh year or something there? Yeah. It wasn't even that poor, by the way. No, it wasn't And then poor. got sacked and then they got rid of, after he left, they got rid of like Betts, Gartlett. Yeah. Heaps of people. Yeah. And then they've, they went down and then the real rebuilds happened. But And now? Now he's been at Hawthorne yeah. for, what, six years? Yep. Clark been a part of four flags, five grand finals. What more experience do you need? Like the aura of the guy mm. coming up there. I, if, yeah, that would, and he's got ties to um, CEO up there. Uh, Mark Evans. Yeah, Mark Evans. So that would be one for me. Families in Melbourne, that's... Uh, yeah, that's what I said, if you could, if you could just yeah. pick someone. Yeah. You always do that. Add like, oh, well, this guy, mate. We're talking scenarios. Ideal scenarios, he would go. <laughs> You're in the media. These hypotheticals oh, are just meant to be. But what I'm saying about... <laughs> just a chat, mate. Just out of chat. the box is Blake Carousella. <laughs> yes. Because, so he, Cara played here. He gave me Cara. number... T- he gave me number 10. Did you know that? No. Nope. So he was number 10 and then my first game was his last game. Yep. At the end of the season. You're still in touch? We're having a few beers. Whenever I see him, we have a chat. Mm. We're having a few beers end of season that year. Big fan of the he podcast. taking me under his wing. Mm. And he asked if I would wear his number 10. I said, absolutely, mate. So you're a big but, fan of his from Yeah, what, but from he sees day. the game really differently. Tell us about that. Well, he just has different views. I remember in like 08, he'd come up with what he thought. That he's like, why isn't the game played in an 80-meter 80 80 meter radius? So he's like, why, why do we have forwards in the forward 50? Why do we have backs? He's like, why isn't really? the game? He's come up with like what he termed like the 80-meter rule. Yeah. And he's like, because be no one with, can... Be within 80 metres yeah, of the ball. Yeah, he's like, because the game's never... No one can kick it more than 80 metres. And you watch how the game's played now, and that is exactly what he spoke about way before it started. Wow. He, yeah, he's just seen things a lot differently, and he's got really good views on footy. Um, Tell us more. He's been at Geelong for seven years. Mm-hmm. They went to Richmond this year, in control of their ball movement. Clearly doing something wrong. Stru- structure ball movement there. It's like the Dustin Martin standing at full forward would be... That would be a Carra 
thing to do. It's like, why won't we do this now? You know, thinking yeah. him or Caddy. Yeah, it's like let's try this. He's just he's not he wouldn't be afraid to try things. Um, he sees it differently. Yeah, I reckon he'd be. Would he be really ready? Oh, you're never ready, are you? Until you get a go. So yeah, I think that he could be a good option. Even like when I used to play with him, how he used to think about running patterns and how to see the game was just different to the traditional work harder, you get more of the footy. He was mm-hmm. a bit of the work hard, but you've got to work smart as well. And you know, if he's in that space there, then you can hold out and be on this angle if he needs to come back that way. So you always had a strong tactical acumen. Yeah, very strong. Yeah, he's uh sees it very well. So you're not surprised that his name's come up? No. The obvious ones are John Barker, who ran second at Carlton uh, to Bolton and ran second to Fagan at Brisbane. Yeah. So he has to be obviously around the mark. And uh, Brad Scott, I mean, I don't think he's going to stay at North Melbourne for much longer, Brad Scott, so I reckon he'd be on the move. And um, <clears throat> he's been a name who's been mentioned a lot. The other dark horse in this, I reckon. Why do we call it a dark horse, by know. the way? That's a good question. Yeah. That's anyway, too deep for us. What? The Smokey? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Let's go with Smokey. Yeah, okay. Um, why do we call it? Yeah. Um, is Ken Hinckley, right? Because I reckon... Who? Kenny Hinckley at Port. Port? Yeah. I reckon really? Koshy is such a loose cannon at Port Adelaide, right? The biggest loose cannon. They get him and Tony Cochran, or they're the, the two biggest loose cannons. Um, I reckon Koshy could do something quite silly and Just put whack. Ken under the pump. Because he started this season under the pump. They said if they don't make finals, he's going to get the ass basically. Yeah. And they've had a pretty good season, but there's still a big question mark over their capacity to beat top eight sides, which is cool. We all know that. But because Kenny used to work at Gold Coast. Players loved him there too. Loved him. Did. Malcolm Blight's obviously an influential figure. When he was at St Kilda, Kenny, Kenny walked out when Blight was sacked. Yeah. So he's obviously a strong connection there. I just reckon if Port Adelaide do something stupid, um, Gold Coast. Won't have any of boys then. Have a bit of a burp. Goes, goes deep when he gets serious. Still breaking. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, is Blight, Blight's on the board, isn't he? Is that right? Yeah, he's like the footy, <laughs> footy director. Footy director. Yeah. Um, just uh, brought into the AFL Hall of Fame. Look at old Frankenstein just whipped out his finger. I need to air my <laughs> finger out a bit. Mate, so it is disgusting. <laughs> that looks cooked. Is it still on your Instagram feed or not? No, it wasn't. It's on you, my Facebook you page. You need to give people warning before you yeah. put it out there. I put it on my story the other day. People actually didn't believe there was wires coming out my finger. Yep, no, there's and, wires oh. right there. You can and see our coach, get our coach me, here, I referred to it in the press conference the other day as a bit of a coat hanger yeah. coming mm. out of my finger. It so. really does look like that. You could yeah. you could jimmy open locked doors with that. Yeah, thing. I can. I pick cars and <laughs> no wonder it hurts so much. He yeah. came in here for two weeks and how was he cocky? Was that over it? He hadn't slept. That cranky. I'm better now, much better. You seem more up and about now. Yeah. Um yeah. we talk about your own coach for one second. Yeah, we, we just like... did. I just brought him up about calling he said that I had a coat hanger coming out the top of my finger. That's right. Um good segue. He's <laughs> learning from channel seven. Yeah, yeah, you getting... mate, you you really come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> good to see you picked up on it. Quick learner. <laughs> Um, no, he's radio. Now, he get it. the talk last week, um, it does feel as if public sentiment, right or wrong, or should we call it media sentiment, rightly or wrongly, has swayed back in favour of um, Nathan Buckley. And yeah, you've unlike, been very... Unlike the media to sway that's from right. week to week. Yep, consistent. You've been a very um, strong and public in your support of Nathan Buckley. And Staunch. Yep, we uh, all commend you. Well, it doesn't um, help if I'm private in my... <laughs> Support of him, does it? <laughs> For that, no, it doesn't help anyone. Just at home in the shower. Yeah. Can I ask you, and this is a serious question. Certainly. How do you think it sits with him at the minute? Um, in I terms th- of his job security. He's got three weeks left coaching for his life. Well, it certainly doesn't feel like internally that he's been coaching for his life. He's been 
Well, four weeks ago, yeah. Taylor Adams said there was this black cloud over the club. Now, that was, I think, that black cloud over the club. That black cloud over the club that Taylor's talking about was now whose voice is breaking? Sorry, was I? I reckon it was us, the players, um, and it just like the pressure was on, and it just felt like every week, even early in the year, if we lose a game, what's going to happen? Even if we win a game, it was like oh. It wasn't even win. It was like relief, like that we're not going to hear about our week. coach being potentially fired. And then, um, yeah, when the board decided to come out and say, you know, he's got to the year end of the year, like it was always thought. It's just the guys have the pressure's off. Like we're not playing for, a, a, you know, in fear every week. So, um, and I've said it many times, he's coaching really well. Um, he's stayed strong on his beliefs of footy. Um, yeah, and I think our performances all year have been strong apart from probably a three-week block after the bye. Yeah, Port, Port, Mel- Melbourne. And then even Hawthorne. We lost by 18 points against Hawthorne and everyone was mm. talking about it as a debacle. And like Hawthorne, one of the most informed sides in the comp. So do you think there's was a significant moment then when they cleared that up for you, the board of yeah, 30? Yeah, massively. Yeah, just as I said, it just took the pressure off the playing group that you weren't going to lose a coach if you lost a game of footy. And it's helped you on the field. It certainly looks that way. It does look that way. Yeah. The other big thing has been Ben Reid. Now, we've been saying this from very much well early in the season. He was playing back. He's an All-Australian defender. And it's that old conversation, Rob Peter to pay Paul, blah, blah, blah. But he, since he's been swung forward, I, I reckon it's made a huge change because Jamie Elliott then um, you know becomes a third banana. Darcy Moore can do his thing and run around, and that's what he is. He's a run-around forward. He's not necessarily a, a, a body-on-body forward. I just made that term up. Stop smoking. Stop smirking at me. Um, and it's, it's you know, for, for Solo then sort of, um, you know, gets the fourth defender. I reckon it's made a huge difference. Defender or banana? Defender. <sighs> like the accountability is high in this podcast, isn't it, for uh, silly um, shit that we no, say? Well, I think, Do you, am I, think, I yeah, right or am no, I wrong no. I think structurally that was a change that we made and it's really worked for us and it, it looks like we've – I'd say we've got – we don't have like the traditional spine, you know, like a, the big key – Defend like the two big key defenders. Yep, um, you've got a you know we've got half a spine. We've got a couple of. Vertebrae. We've got a pretty small back line, which was touted as going to be a massive problem for us moving into this year, and it hasn't been. Our back line's held up really well. Josh Kennedy thought differently. <laughs> yeah, but we won the game of footy. That's right, Scott. So, um, yeah, and I think forward of the ball, midfield forwards probably been our area of room for improvement. And yeah, Reedy's just straightened us up a bit more. We've got that. Not a, he's not a stay-at-home forward, but we've got a guy that if you down, target, we kick it to him, and you know if he's one-on-one, Good he'll win the ball. Yeah, and he'll, that brings more Faz not, and Jamie. Yeah, and then, it allows, as you said, it allows Darcy to get up and get on his bike, and Jamie, guys like that, the crumb, they know where, like, they know Reedy's not going to lead too much. They know where he's going to be. If it gets kicked to him front and centre, yeah, so I think that was a, a great move to... And we couldn't have done that move without Dunny holding up so well behind the footy, who's That's been exceptional. Point. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why the club was, you know, always talked about as a Sam Reid potential because yep. you, you want two, two of Ben. Well, you can next best things to get his brother. So, yep. um, yeah, I think it's he, he's made a big difference. I think he went forward uh, Essendon game, was it, potentially? Yep. And then since then... Gold Coast game. Gold Coast game. And we've played really good footy with him forward. And he's kicked, yeah, I think he's kicked probably 12 goals in that period of time and yep. strong contest and... Even his Ford 50 pressure, I think, against yeah. Adelaide, he had five Ford 50 tackles, the most of any player on the ground. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, we're, we're playing some good footy at the moment, which is good to see. So, is there any doubt in your mind uh, that Nathan Buckley will be the coach next year? 
I don't think there's doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that he's the right person to coach this club, Mm. not just next year, for a couple of years. Mm. There's no – like surely – Yes. And I'm not even – yeah, you can say it. Well, if if he gets a one-year deal, he may as well just hand it straight back and say, don't worry about it. Because it's just, as you said... It didn't play out well for us this year. No, it's been a huge distraction. Yeah. So I don't think you can do that. But in saying that... But then I don't know. It's not my pride. It's not my place to do. I just play the game. Exactly. In in saying all that, though... Except um, when you coach on the weekends now. With VFL, I coach. And you've been very... Yeah, you've... you've, VFL, I coached. (laughs) You've... Plus 24 contested ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and you're turning James Aish into an inside midfielder, which is something we're going to see in the next couple of uh, weeks under your expert tuition. Last one on this. I do think... Bucks might be a little bit responsible for some of the circus, in a way. And hear me out here. I know Bucks is a big um, <laughs> supporter of the program. Probably not. But, um, <clears throat> as I understand it, you know, he was really the one who wanted only the one-year extension because he wanted to partly prove to himself um, or prove to the club that he was the man. And um, if he wasn't to go on beyond this year, he didn't want the club to be played out. So I thought it's an extremely selfless move from Nathan Buckley to sort of in part put that pressure on himself this year. I think that's the way it played out anyway. I'm not too sure, so yeah. I can't really say anything. Well, yeah, well, you would be filthy, I guess, if you got the to change, but that's um, up to Walshie and that's up to Eddie to make that decision. And, and Pete Murphy. And Pete, Pete Murphy. Murphy, yep. It's been great since he's come you in. You spoke to him yet? Yeah, I spoke to him a few times. We had a whole club lunch the other day together, mm-hmm. which was... Awesome. We haven't done that. And what is a whole club lunch? Was like it? The, oh, with the new CEO. The ho- yeah. So yeah. Pete got up. The whole club was together. Admin. Yep. What did he say? Footy. Oh, nice. we just had we just had lunch together. It's pretty good. I had a burger. Yeah, yeah you were there, Cocker. Yeah. Well, the whole Chicken club, wing. mate. Give He's a part of the whole club. I'm here. I've noticed that your uh, uniform has changed in we, the past couple of weeks. It has. What's the yeah, story? We've, we've gone smart casual, which I enjoy, yeah. because being from the production side, it was very uh, impractical wearing. Slacks and yeah. I, I went the polo. So Purdy busted your balls on the uniform front. No, no one, no one busts my balls. Purdy, do what I want. Coco runs his own show. <laughs> do run your own show. Um, yeah, but we had like something, oh, yeah. just something different. Like it sounds really weird, Where'd and people are listening. Like we had up at the glass house a big lunch with everyone. Oh yeah, couple um, No, well, we, we had training, but oh. we had like for an hour went up there um, and had lunch with the whole club, and it, I don't know, yeah. It sounds weird, but it was like I haven't done that in my career here. Had like lunch with the whole club. Yeah. Get around, talk to the admin, and you see him a little bit, but yeah, there's a great divider in our football club called the Sprung Floor. And um, yeah, it was just good to, to do something different. And I think everyone from admin and football side enjoyed it. We must have lost your invite, Joe. Yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> he does seem like a guru, Pete Murphy, certainly. Um, <clears throat> super capable man from, every, from everything everyone says. Um, just says he's um, a very smart operator. So clearly you're in very good hands here. Um, have you spoken to him seriously? Has he got your views on things? No. You're going to do that? Well, was my, he just under- my, to under- no, my understanding is, and I think it's pretty well known, is that Pete's doing the admin side and Walshie's doing the football side. Oh, you have a chat And Walshie will talk to the players and get people's views once our season concludes. Okay. Because, like, I don't... I don't really want players having to worry about that sort of stuff yep. while the season is still playing out. Yep. As I said before, we're a live dog. We're two and a half games out with three games to go. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Jeez, if we beat Port. <laughs> so you never know. You never know. Because everyone wrote us off. Seven weeks ago, you weren't a chance. Correct. And we've kept winning. Yep. I do tell you, we've gone from 0.01% chance 
And then the win on the weekend got us up to 0.5% chance. Wowzers, with champion Dallas. Look at that increase. Mm. Mm. The good thing is that you've actually got good teams in the run home, I reckon, Scott. Because if you played lesser teams, it wouldn't actually prove anything. But because you've got Geelong, Melbourne, and Port Adelaide. All teams above us. Yeah, that so that yeah. works in your favour. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully if, if things go our way and we keep winning, that you play Melbourne in that last game and there's everything to yeah. lose on it. It's going to be a big game, that one. But, yeah, it's, as you said, it is great that you finish the year with three really big games yep. against final sides that are going to be trying to set themselves up with good form leading in. So there's no there's no sort of dead rubber feel to a game. No, we don't so like that. Looking forward to it. And, um, you know, Brodie Grundy's going to be a big loss, though. Mason Cox step up in the ruck? Um, yeah, he played a really good game in the VFL. You don't have any, any other ruckman, so it's going to be him. Um, We've got Maxi Lynch, but he's probably more the, down the development side that's still... Uh, it's a flow-on effect. Probably Coxie goes up and rucks if that's the way they want to go. And then he Lynch needs to then, ruck. That's his best position. Um, yeah, it is. But as you said, it's hard. I think two ruckmen, the day of two ruckmen playing together are gone. And he's had goes as a forward when he's come up. But I think it's if he yeah. does get the chance, it'll be a really good opportunity to see how he does go as a ruckman. Yeah. Well, I, so, I think if he's going to stake out, carve out an AFL career yeah. beyond 50 or 100 games, yeah. I think it's in the uh, yeah, ruck in position. The yep. Agreed. And uh, we'll just move on to social, but we're running out of time, so I'm just going to keep it simple. Good work. Keep and it short. <laughs> keep it short. There was a few here pumping up your, your commentary and stuff, but we'll just skip all of that. No, no, what did they give us a sample? <sighs> okay, we've got um, Chris, or The Shade Show, said, loving SP's work on a seven AFL commentary box. That's Thanks, pretty, pretty simple. And Peter Lonigan called you the pod father. SP10, seamless transition to Peter t- Lonigan to is TV. the head of the OAS basketball. Is it? He is used it? to coach me in basketball, one of the uh, all-time great no, coaches. So we'll write that one off because he's a friend. All-time great coaches. Is he? Unbelievable. Yeah, okay. Yep. Well, uh, let's get him in on the pod. And Reese Bennett, one, I, I assume this is a friend of uh, yours, Clarky. Great friend of mine, Reese. White line fever everywhere for Clarky Herald's son. I copped a choker hold because I put my food in his cupboard. We live together and yeah. we had our separate cupboards and food. just like unannounced, he takes unannounced. out all of my food out of my cupboard and puts his food in there because mine was in a uh, same, apparently a better position. And I said, mate, take your food out of my cupboard. And he refused to. And so it got physical and... Got physical. Guess who ended up as the rightful owner of the cupboard? I did, and he didn't do it again. Well, we got to see a picture of this guy. No, we'll see a picture of Jay boxing again, because that's what he shows around. Yeah, and this every comes time. into a bit of fisticuffs. <laughs> All right, the, but the one simple one that I do have, everyone saw the uh, precursor, the game before the AFL, where Kale Kirby kicked five goals. Now, if you take, even if you take Kale out of it, we've been hearing a lot that if you bring a player in before their time, it can stunt... I guess their growth. Yeah. But how? How is Crap. that? How, I don't believe in that theory. What do you mean? How is no. how is thr- not throwing no, someone it in the deep end not no. help them? I don't think it. Yeah, I agree. But how I can don't, it stunt their growth? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it stunts their growth or anything like that. But you got to be mindful of putting a player in when they're not ready. And I think for the culture of the team and getting, you don't want to be gifting games. You don't want to be handing out games just to have a look to see how he's going to go. Yeah. Um, and I like as I said, I was. Part of the VFL program on the weekend and one-on-one, he's sensational. Um, playing really good, but he's still learning so much about the game. He's a kid that's played TSC Cup for one year mm. and pretty much was just go play footy. And he's don't, learning don't you love like, that instinct? Yeah, you do, you do. But you've got to play as a, like a group. You've got to be like an 18-man group that just functions and you know what everyone's going to do. And Kick he's the still, ball to Kale. It's not a bad plan. Kick On the t- weekend <laughs> in the VFL, that's what it almost got to. How's his fitness? Is um, his no, fitness it's getting better. Not up to standard. It's get, it's getting better, and I think he's 
if you'd probably take him out and do a two k time trial, finish last. Not as great as it should be, but match fit. Like his forward pressure, his marks, his leading—it's all really, really sound. So it's powerful. He's yeah, but it, as I said, like for all first year guys, it's such a big learning curve to come in and learn like system structure, the way we want to play, all the little things. So you, that's what the VFL is for. That's why we have our own VFL side, so they can keep doing that there. And he's playing really good footy. Um, he's up by six, I think, in the VFL Coleman medal. So yep. probably needs to play one or two there just to solidify that before yeah. he comes up. Think he's a chance? Oh, potentially, yeah. Melbourne, yeah. maybe around twenty-three. Maybe, yeah. Have you thought that all year, or you just no? I think I think the last that? few weeks have probably he's getting closer and closer. But yeah, what did you think when he first rocked up to the club and completed his first time trial? Well, he didn't complete one because all the first year guys get looked after, so they didn't. You're not going to just come out and go, right, a 2K time trial with Give all the senior guys. Give us immediate observations of his fitness. Well, immediate observations of Carl when he first came to the club up until Christmas. You think he'd last? Is I thought we have a serious player on our hands here. Did you? In all the match sim, he was the most mature out of all the guys. He just kept right. finding the footy. I don't know why, but he kept finding Like No matter who played on him, hmm. lead up, one-on-one, he just kept finding it. He's so laconic, though, when he gets the ball. <laughs> Every time he gets it, you think he's going to get chased down, tackled, and then he just puts the burners on. It shines through. Like, that football ability definitely shines through. And oh. his game at Eddie had, he was just taking every mark. There was some times in when the ball gets kicked to him, you think, oh, he's out of position here. And he, like, he sat on a guy's shoulders. Yeah. Like, actually sat. Yeah. He had his legs in front of him. It was weird how he did it. He, he jumped up like jumped. split-legged and sat on his shoulders. Yeah. I don't he even just, know how he did yeah, it. It's, you know when you're um, in the pool and someone jumps on your shoulders and you pick mm. him up and it's like one and a half people? Yep. That's how he took the mark. So wow. he's behind, jumped, just jumped, didn't even like, put a knee on him, just jumped, sat on his shoulders like one and a half people and marked it and landed on his feet like a cat. Get him in the ones, mate. Potentially. They, they were chanting his name in the, in yeah. the cheer he's squad. He's a cold figure, Scott. <laughs> yeah, he's playing with some good footy. Um, is that it from you, Coco? Uh, that, that's it. What well, good pot, I reckon, boys. <laughs> good, <isn't laughs> good form today. Good chat about the tackle. That was good. Inf- uh, I reckon Social will pick that up and run with it. Yeah, We're well, probably the first I, people to talk about the tackle all week, I reckon. I went over there to try and simulate a tackle. <laughs> Scotty just <laughs> takes a step away. Well, you wanted him to do it without <laughs> slamming your head into the ground. Well, yeah, because you're perfectly he... capable. Like Of all the things players can do on the field and you're saying you can't tackle me without slamming my head on the ground. No, like, I'm just saying. Come on, mate. Yeah. But you've no, I've already been, said my piece. You've never yeah. been concussed, have you? Uh, once. Once? I got need in the head. In a hand. Someone taking a hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, Neville Jetta. It's the best thing for you guys. Um, <laughs> Helmets. The Helmets all around. Well, but no, that's it. the scientific research is that actually uh, doesn't have a huge difference. The difference is negligible. Okay. And what about a Zorb ball? You just did one of those big Zorb balls. Right, we're going back to where we start. Wrap it up, mate. It's been great. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, uh, to the Jock and Geno show. Only a couple of rounds to go. What a massive game, uh, the Tigers versus the Cats on Saturday. Jay Clark, Braden Cox, Scotty Thanks Pendlebury. for the coffees, Jay. Oh, I cheers, lost the Jay. coffee bet again. At least I didn't suck about it. Eat Thank that. you. Catch you next week. Cheers.